One, two, three wins in a row for the Nashville Predators. The latest coming last night in a 5-4 win over the New York Islanders. A lot to unpack for this game. We got your recap today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Even if Twitter's not around, we are five days a week. We are your free Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. We were talking about this before the break, Ann. If Twitter breaks, Oof. what's what's the last tweet <laughs> you would want the world to remember you by? Um, you know what? Honestly, I we were joking about this off, but I really have to go with Henry Winkler smells like heaven. I mean, I don't know how you top that one. Like there is, that is the greatest truth right now that I can offer the world as, as we part is that if you ever have the chance to meet Henry Winkler, a hundred percent do it because he's amazingly lovely and he smells like what I think heaven must smell like. What about you? What would be your final, what would be your parting words? First off, I want to know what defines Henry Winkler's smell. Like, is it like, is there like cologne? It's a cologne. It's a, co okay. yeah, it was some sort of a cologne. Yeah. I was, I was thinking you were like, he's like, just smells like gingerbread or something like that walking out. You know what? He really could smell like gingerbread. He is that just amazing. He is that amazing. Yeah. I feel like I would want to just like get an opinion off my chest that I know would like stir the pot. Ooh, yeah. Like inspire so much vitriol. <laughs> I would, so, so mine would have to be chick-fil-a is mid oh my gosh shots fired just dropping yeah. the grenade and running yeah i mean yeah. it is there's really like 50, there's like 50 better places to get chicken what's your favorite chicken sandwich what's my what's better than chick yeah what's better than chick-fil-a for for a chicken sandwich uh have you ever heard of raising canes i have not have you ever had a canes pizza not even a little bit. So what you do, uh, this is like leftover canes the next day. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, they come with like the little like pieces of bread, like Zaxby's mm -hmm. bread, only a little bit better. And I hope none of these are coming on board as a sponsor after I just besmirch them. Yeah. Uh, and you like flatten the bread and you like make like the Zach, like your cane sauce. And that's like your base. And then you put like the chicken on top. And you put like some cheese or like some other sides, and then you have like a little pizza. Ah, oh, is it like a chain? The raisin canes, yeah. Is it okay? Is it down here in Nashville? I don't know if it's in Nashville or not. Okay. It's very popular, like up here in like the Midwest. So yeah, okay, you, you might see one. 
Okay. There, there's people that came here for hockey talk that are like, dear God, people, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so, well, let's let's talk hockey, shall let's we? Let's talk hockey. The Nashville Predators took on the New York Islanders last night. It was mm-hmm. a wild back and forth game, especially early on. Except the Predators got off to a four-one lead. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing. It was like, huh, they're turning a corner. Things got a little bit dicey late in the game. You started seeing maybe a little bit of a loose play. The Islanders turn it on. Uh, They made it 4-3 at one point. Uh, They made it 5-4 towards the end of the game within the last five minutes, and they were pushing hard at the end. But UC Saros closed the door late. The Predators' defense did manage to tighten up things a little bit at the end, came up with some big defensive stops. And... Your one word to describe Mm. last night's 5-4 win over the New York Islanders. Mm. Usually I spend way too much time chewing on what my one word is going to be. But last night as the game ended, I immediately knew right away what my one word was. And my one word is snowball effect. Okay. So snowball effect, it's a it's an actual psychological term. And it explains how small actions can cause bigger and bigger actions resulting in kind of a big impact. So, you know, take a little bit, little snowball and you roll it around the snow in the yard and it gets bigger and bigger. And there was just a thing actually on Twitter where at Penn State, shout out to Penn State, they created this giant snowball. It was like the size of a smart car and like rolled it into one of the buildings. So it was just amazing. But the game last night reminded me of that giant Penn State snowball because it was little actions that added up to something. You know, the first period, the Nashville Predators came out. They ended up up 3-1 in the first period. And it was just, they started playing with speed. And those, you know, that speed sort of generated some chances. And the snowball got a little bigger. And those chances developed into some goals, which then grew into some momentum. And the momentum generated intensity, which generated speed. And you ended up with this 3-1 snowball at the end of the first. Now, the flip side of that is in the second and third period, when you let up on things, the snowball starts to roll the other way. And the Rangers, you could see the Rangers gaining momentum after goals, after turnovers, after, you know, takeaways. And then, you know, just in in little pockets, you could see snowballs, like with Forsberg's first goal. It was the fourth shot, you know, in a row. It was the fourth rebound that finally went in. And, and so you see Nashville doing these little things and they gain momentum. Or you see Nashville stop doing little things and, you know, you see the Islanders gain momentum. So this was definitely a game that exhibited the snowball effect you know and if you step back look nashville has now won wait for it three in a row is this maybe the snowball effect like you know is there some momentum rolling down the hill is is this gonna get bigger and better or is the snowball gonna melt and pivot it it's crazy how much either the w or the l changes like how you talk about a game because again true like we're 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 our perspective on this one is look the predators had some things to like clean up but look they still came out with the win you know if that was if the final score was flipped and it was five four mm-hmm. islanders after that four one pred start 
we'd be talking about, well, look, you know, the Predators have a lot of problems and it costs them another win. Yes. So it's all hundred percent. It's it's crazy just how, you know, which direction who gets the W in their column, how much that dictates how we view this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I was even writing the recap, you, you feel that momentum changing as you're writing the recap, you know, you're seeing this through the lens of the first period where Nashville was just playing with speed and intensity. They were outplaying the Islanders. Now I will also say this, the Islanders were not playing their game in the first period too. So that worked out real, real well for the Predators. Yeah. But as the game went on and as I'm writing this recap in real time, I'm like, okay, the vibe of this recap is getting a little like, you know, my adjectives are are taking a turn here because of the way the momentum went. And I think that you're right. There was definitely a pocket in this game up until, I don't know, the last buzzer where this game could have gone the other way. And it would have felt like as elated as it feels to have three wins in a row, as good as it feels to have a good win over the Islanders as much as we want to highlight how amazing that first period was, and there were some great things throughout this game for the Predators, this would be a very different game recap if just one or two things had gone the other way. So I agree with you. This is this is one of those games where like, okay, thank goodness we're on the winning end because nobody wants to rage podcast on a Friday. No, that's save that's for what, whatever yesterday Thursdays. Was. <laughs> yeah, that was a doozy. That was you a know, doozy. I want to I want to talk about my favorite TV show, Anne. Okay. One of my favorite TV shows. Uh, very binge worthy, and it's Chopped. Oh. If anybody has ever seen Chopped, you know, it's like the competition where they got to like take everything out of the basket. And some of these guys just flat out knock it out of the park. It's like the creative thing. But the judges love drama. So what happens mm-hmm. is they take their dish to the judges, they put it on the table, the judges try it. And it's like, oh, my God, like you took this like salmon pate and made this amazing dish. I love what you did with this. I love what you do with this. And then like one judge will be like, yeah, but the potatoes are raw. Like <laughs> your, potato, your potato side dish just didn't really come together. Uh, and then this like dramatic music and it will be like somebody will make like just this giant, like beautiful plate. And it's like the star, of the, the star of the plate is delicious. This is delicious. And then one person has got to be like, yeah, but the sauce, the sauce wasn't there. And, you know, it's for me, like, I just don't like it. And it's like Ooh. dramatic music. And it's like one of those things where it's like you get to like the end and it's like, oh, are they really going to harp in on the sauce? Or are they just doing this for dramatic effect? Even mm-hmm. though, you know, overall, the dish was good. Like, you liked the dish. You liked everything you saw. There's a lot of things that you can, like, go in and nitpick. And then you think, huh, was this really a good dish? Or was this just better than the other team? Yeah. It sounds like I'm describing the Nashville Predators last night, isn't it? Because, yeah. look, the Predators, overall, they got the win. You got to be happy with the win. And there's a lot of things that went well. And we talk like some of the mistakes stand out, but there's a lot of things the Preds did really well. As you mentioned, they played with a lot of speed. This is the type of, you know, Nashville Predators game plan strategy that I think helps you win games against tougher opponents. This is the kind of game plan that you roll out against Colorado and Tampa if you want to match up with them. This yes. kind of 
fast pace, push the issue kind of game plan. And they executed that well. Like this is like, you know, if you're especially on offense, like offensive execution, one of the best games the Predators played. I mean, they just looked fast. They looked engaged. As you like that Forsberg goal, I think it was like kind of like the perfect, um, like the microcosm where it's just like yes. four or five whacks uh, at the puck, you know, and then and they finally, you know, get it in. Um I think that was the Forsberg goal. Yeah, kind of, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Just like this kind of relentless, like, you know, you'd, you'd see that you'd see one or two people like out of position or something like that. And they wouldn't make the play. They did that. And they looked very engaged throughout the entire thing, but obviously, and here comes the dramatic chopped. Uh Oh, the sauce isn't right. Sound effect. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot to nitpick too. The Preds were very, very careless with the puck. Um, 17 giveaways last night, a lot of them in their defensive zone, especially late in the game. Yeah. And when the Islanders turned it on, it looks like the Predators kind of had trouble responding to the point where it was like, it got to be four, three. And we're like, yep, of course the dam's about to break. Yeah. Uh, and then the, but the, the Predators found a way to win off of a great power play late in the game. So it's like, again, like it kind of goes back to your perspective on this game changes with either your team getting the w or the l because the preds got the w and we can talk about you know what the predators did a lot of really things well and they harped on that and that's what got them to the win as opposed to if the predators lost that game we'd be talking about look at all these mistakes that cost yes. the Predators a win yes but again like sure. i would say and like overall like i look at the preds play these past three games and yes there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up but there's also a lot that i really like about the predators play and i think that there is something to be said for being able to win in a game like this because i feel like earlier in the season we saw too many games where nashville was sort of playing back on their heels like they did in parts of the second and third period of this game and it got away from them. So there is something to be said for, okay, yep, they they kind of got put back on their heels, but they were able to close it out. So you can take away positives from it. But I agree with you. This is definitely a game that that whether you won it or lost it is going to change the way you view it because there was some really great things, and we're definitely going to talk about those, you so parson in. There were also definitely some opportunities that the Islanders weren't able to capitalize on that could have really cost the Predators this win. So it was a mixed bag, but it's Friday and we won and we're optimists. So yay for the Nashville Predators. Yeah, let's talk about some of the positives and negatives from this game. We'll do that in just a second. But first, today's show, as we mentioned earlier, is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to college basketball to soccer, esports, and, of course, everything you need to know for hockey. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like the one Ann and I do, BetOnline has plenty of those as well with a lot of great people giving you betting advice, fantasy advice, anything you need to know to win a little bit dough when it comes to sports. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right, Ann, you know, we talked about a lot of negatives. We talked mm-hmm. about a lot of positives. This game had plenty of those, but the Preds wound up getting a win. What is something or someone that you think stood out last night? Mm. There were several players that I thought had really great games, but the top of my list uh, is, of course, Yuso Parson. And this was a his third game in the NHL, two goals, one assist. Such, I'm so impressed with him, not because he played a perfect game, because here's what's real. Yuso Parson had a couple of, of plays that were super yikes like he had a defensive zone turnover that led to an opportunity in the third period for the islanders like it was definitely a yikes moment but what i really like about parsonen is that he is as ted lasso says he's a goldfish we just got into you can tell we just got into ted lasso um he is a goldfish he has a very short memory and and you could see where somebody coming into the league, it's their third game, they they want to be in the NHL. If they make a mistake like that, that could cost the team, it might kind of mess with their game. It could mess with them just kind of mentally. They could maybe play like a little more cautious or, and he just is able to, okay, yep, that was not good. I mean, he knew it, he knew it was not good, but was able to come back out and and just get right back to the game that the predators have needed him to play. And I love this kid. This kid plays in front of the net and has just, he has no fear. He just has no, he is not intimidated by this opportunity. He is not intimidated by the other team. He is, um, very unflappable in the NHL. And so not only were his goals amazing and exciting and goals that the National Predators need to score, power play goal, and both of them were kind of tipping in front of the net sort of things, greasy goals. Um, but just the way that he navigate has been navigating this opportunity, such a great story for the National Predators. And look, I know we've had already this season great storylines that have kind of want, want, want. Kiefer Sherwood, still bitter about that one. But Yuso Parson really has such a resiliency to him. I I just, I was so impressed with him. I was really impressed with him. And I, and I think that this is somebody that Nashville Predators fans need to get used to seeing in this lineup. Because just good, good, solid young player. Well, it's a, a perfect example of John Hines being like, you know what? You screwed up, but that's okay. We're going to put you back out there and we're going to let you play through your mistake and then paying it off. We have this Go ahead and say before. it. I mean, it's like, wouldn't it be great if he did that with some of the other players on the team? And yeah. it really does. The more I see like the leash taking <laughs> off you so parsoned, the more I'm starting to think like, like what what did Cody Glass do? Like yeah. did he like accidentally like throw a giant rager at John Hines's house when he was like out of town or something like that? He's yeah. like, just like, a doghouse. Um, I suspect that there is more to this. There's just definitely just yeah, you know what I'm what, saying? Like yeah. I don't I think that there there are and this is just based on, you know, mom's intuition, which you know, it could be gas. I don't know. But I think that there is, I think there are more elements to this than John Hines is like, eh. eh. No, one, 
100%. There's yeah. probably a lot more to the situation that we're just not seeing. But it would yeah. be But fun it does make you go. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, maybe someday we'll learn or something like yeah. that. Or maybe we'll get better perspective with a longer term picture. Um, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> Yuso Parsonen, um, he is, I think, a good example of what he... I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I think last night was a good example of what the Preds have in him right now and what he can mm-hmm. be long-term because we saw some of those rookie oopsies. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of really bad turnovers. I think there was another play where he was just like not in the right position and it wound up kind of blowing a scoring chance or something like that. Like, Hey, if he wasn't pinched in, uh, he might've gotten to this puck and, you know, it's instead it was like a break the other way for the Islanders. There's just a couple of those, but you also saw him like what he can be once he cleans up some of those like rookie oopsies. And it's yes. just like this fast player, uh, a 200 foot player. I don't remember any predator kind of playing this well, you know, in, in all zones mm-hmm. this young, you know, defensive zone engage, you know, the right type of you know mix of pressure and you know locking in your position um you know neutral zone very good transition game very good at kind of finding these soft spots yes new york islanders you know in in, you know neutral zone setup to kind of exploit that and and get the puck into your offensive zone and then just very good offensive instincts all around you saw it in both of his goals last night uh just always kind of knew the right place to be and that's, mm-hmm. I think, something that, you know, you're going to see more of Yuso Parsonen. I think this game is a good example because you're going to see games where he just looks like a rookie or, mm-hmm. or moments where he looks moments, like Moments, yeah. But as you saw, like, the Preds have a special player in him. And once he cleans that up, once he becomes a more complete player, this is a guy to have as a centerpiece of your roster. If he mm-hmm. keeps developing like he is, again – Let's let's like quell expectations a little bit because this is just what his third third game. game. Mm-hmm. So let's quell expectations. We don't know what the future holds. We don't Calder know what it's going to look like. Calder like, Cup. Yeah, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, but but that's if if this is what we're getting long term, but on a bigger scale mm-hmm. in a with a cleaner game then this is an exciting prospect. The most exciting prospect the Predators have had in quite some time. Yeah. And I I agree with that. Um, And I like, you know, going back to the whole snowball effect, I really like that analogy with you. So person in, in the sense that he is a young player who is able to kind of stop the snowball from rolling down the wrong hill. You know, he made those mistakes and he's able to come to the bench regroup and get back out on the ice and and he can kind of just turn that page and and that is a maturity thing that is not an easy uh, that's not an easy lesson to learn in life as in hockey um so that's going to work to his advantage and look i'm just going to say it like we absolutely need to quell expectations but just in the back of my mind yeah calder cup i I like the alex doherty what he pointed out last night since the preds have recalled at eso parson not only the preds are undefeated but the titans are undefeated (laughs) balls are undefeated and uh vandy got their first sec SEC win 2019 so it's like this is this is like the 
the like savior of Nashville and Tennessee sports. Like, like I don't, this, yeah. yeah. This I don't want like to put the, a ton of pressure on him, but he's only holding the entire city together. Yeah, so. this is like the Thanos, like perfectly balanced <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> That's uh, right. My, minus the mass casualties all around. That's true. All right, there were definitely some things in this game that the Predators need to address before they take on. Heaven help us, the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday night. We're going to talk about what some of those mistakes are and how the Predators need to fix them coming up in just a minute. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen today. For your second listen today, you need to go check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter most to the biggest stories across all the leagues in sports. You get to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with information and insights from local experts that Locked On alone can provide. So check out Locked On Sports today. It is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and, you know, there's there's a couple of things to highlight uh, that the Preds need to clean up against Tampa. Uh, but I do think we should point out the game that uh, Roman Yossi had last night. Let's go. A, a four-point performance for him. And I think it's important that we bring that up because we've been talking about, hey, Roman Yossi is one of these guys that during the Preds' slow start just haven't looked like he has that same kind of, you know, game uh, as as he did last year. And this mm-hmm. game is like one that's – he had a pretty good game the last couple of games too where it just looked like he was, you know, kind of turning the corner. Um you know, he set up, you know, the, the play on Philip Forsberg's first goal. Um, and, he, you know, he had some good passing that set up other opportunities. He didn't get a primary assist on, um, you know, any of his three remaining goals after the Forsberg goal. But he was the guy that set up that play. Like he was yes. the guy that, you know, made the play, like made that good first pass to kind of get people out of position. And that's what set up the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, important because that was Roman Yossi's game last year was kind of this play facilitator. That's how he got the majority of his points was kind of being the guy that, OK, the offense runs through him. Yes. And he saw it really for the first time in a long time, just like how offensively smart and dominant he was at setting up some of these plays. And that's a good sign for Nashville because you look at the scoreboard and you see five goals against Ilya Sorokin, who is one of the best goaltenders mm-hmm. in the league, uh, statistically one of the best goaltenders in the league this year also. And so that's something to be very positive. Again, let's quell expectations for the whole year, but you like it's it's positive like that's the kind of games we're used to seeing out of Roman Yossi and we're starting to see them again well and I think too one of the things that you really have to highlight um is that Roman Yossi played last night paired with Ryan McDonough which is the first time that we've really seen them in a game together and it's such an interesting idea because you know, you think, okay, but then you've got Yossi kind of having to switch sides and all this. But if you look at Yossi's game, and John Hines talked about this in the post game, if you look at Yossi's game, Yossi is everywhere. He does not have yeah. a side. He's like a decahedron. Like there's like 857 sides. So he is, he literally plays everywhere. And you watch different parts of the game. And Ryan McDonough adjusted so 
effortlessly. It really was an effortless pairing to what Yossi was doing. And and to read Yossi is a is a thing because again, he's a little bit everywhere. And I thought that was a really interesting pairing. And to see Roman Yossi play like a player that other teams have to plan for. Because I think this was the first game where we saw Yossi's game where other teams have to go, okay, but what are we going to do to contain Roman Yossi? So far this season, it really hasn't necessarily been too tricky, but we saw more of his roaming, more of his game playing, like you said, the offense going through Yossi and to have McDonough kind of playing off of that. I thought that was a really interesting move. I, I hope it's something that John Hines kind of goes with um, for a couple of games to see how how that pairing ends up working. But I thought that was a really interesting observation. And like, is it correlation? Is it causation? I don't know. We're going to find out, hopefully, in, you know, if they can kind of stick with these two through a couple games. But definitely a great game for Roman Yossi. My goodness. Yeah, well, do you remember this was a big conversation we had in the offseason when Ryan McDonough came in, we were trying to predict what the, the pairings would look like. And we brought it up. Remember, we were the ones that were like, you know what, Roman Yossi, maybe he's a guy you move to the right because he doesn't really have a position. He's all yeah. over the ice. Yeah. He's, he's uh, you know, plays on the right side, but you see him more often than not kind of jumping in the play. Um, you know, he's very like much like that Eric Carlson style of game where it's like you'll see him kind of as the fourth forward. You'll kind of see him on the left side. You'll kind of see him as the right side, just depending on what the play calls for. And Ryan McDonough has that sort of defensive IQ from all of his yes. years being a very good defenseman in this league to kind of just read that and know, OK, if he's over here, I see him trying to make this play. So I'm going to go over here. And it's, I think that's a good pairing. I would like, again, I would like to see uh, what it yields long-term. I would like to see mm -hmm. it for at least like, you know, at least like John Hines said with it for like, you know, two, three, four more games uh, before we can really be like, yep, like this is, this is mm -hmm. finally the the answer. Well, and I wonder too, if maybe it's better that, that it was tried at this point in the season, because I think Ryan McDonough, if they had started out like this, maybe he would not have had as good a sense of what Roman Yossi's game looks like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's been, I think it's a really good time in the season to try something like this and, and to kind of ride it out and see what happens. Another player I want to shout out, and I know like just this is this is like you doing the Chick-fil-A tweet. Let's just, can we just give it up for Cole Smith? <laughs> and I know y'all, I know he was minus two and plus minus. There's a whole podcast I would love to do on plus minus, but he had such a great play to set up a great pass to set up Colton Sissons in front of the net on that second goal. Um, he plays, I know people, I know y'all, like I get the argument about why does his leash so much longer than someone like, I don't know, say Cody Glass. And I don't have an answer for you on that. But I, I will say this, Cole Smith is bringing things to the table. And so let's stop acting like he is nothing short. You know, he's just a placeholder. You know, he had a great assist on that game. He is very good playing shorthanded, which I think we need to give a shout out to him for. I did see a comment 
online, Emma Lingen, uh, who works with Predators. Just <laughs> about to pull this one up. Yeah. Yeah. She sent out a tweet about for Olive, you know, you on Twitter who, you know, are kind of down on Cole Smith. This is for Smith all of you Cole Smith haters, AKA the majority of Preds Twitter. Yes. Yes. And she said, you know, this was his, you know, fifth assist. And, and, you know, once you get past that upper tier of players, there's Cole Smith. You know, you've got Forsberg, yeah. Duchesne, Yossi, and, and Niederreiter. And then you have Cole Smith. My favorite response to that, and, and I don't want to fuel the Cole Smith flame, but somebody <laughs> did respond that Cole Smith is like a homeschool valedictorian. <laughs> and I thought, okay, first of all, you're funny. And, and I wish that I had pulled up who made that comment, but you're funny. Um, but I also think let's give him some credit. It is not like the only thing that Cole Smith contributes is bench time for Cody Glass. You know, yeah. he is out there shorthanded on the kill, blocking shots. So, you know, Cole Smith, I saw that assist and I liked what I saw. I love that tweet from Emma. Like I saw it last night. And it's like, <laughs> like I just saw it like, on Twitter and I'm like, hell yeah. This is this is going yep. to get the massive response online. And yeah. I, and I, it I did. From it. Yes. Hell yeah, Emma. And, yep, I know. I was like, and, you yeah. go, girl. Yeah, Cole Smith, you know, we talked about this before. I think the issue is not Cole Smith as a player because I'm with you. I like what he brings to the table. I think he's mm -hmm. done a lot of things well. I think there's just a lot of people out there that think there should be somebody else in his spot. And that's a fair debate. Or, you know, people think that, you know, maybe he's getting opportunities that some other players should be getting. But again, like – as we kind of mentioned with the Cody glass versus you. So Parson and thing, there might be more going on there. And, right. you know, you know, you watch Cole Smith and it's not like, you know, I don't, I don't want to throw anybody on the bus, but it's not like watching Ben Harper from a few years ago where it's like you watch and it's like, I, I don't know why this person is even on the team. Right. Like, yes. Like, I, I can't think of anything. He brings Cole Smith brings a lot. He does. Uh, I just think there's other people out there that would like to see, you know, maybe the Preds do something different with his spot. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. But um, I, Cole Smith's on ice play well done last night. Yeah. Uh, so the Predators take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is coming yeah. up Saturday at Bridgestone Arena. Probably the toughest game of the homestand so far. And it only gets a little bit tougher from there. Yeah. Because the Colorado Avalanche. Next week. Four games next week. Yep. yep. Happy Four day after Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, and so so obviously looking ahead to this weekend, looking ahead to the next week, what's something you want to see the Preds clean up? I think speed through the neutral zone. I think, you know, in the first period, what we saw from the Predators was really quick, crisp well-executed movement through the neutral zone to get set up. And when that kind of lagged, the Islanders were able to capitalize on that. And, and Nashville really ended up not getting the kind of off offensive zone time that they had in the first period. So like, keep up with the speed, keep the pace of the game going, keep moving through the neutral zone, especially, but keep the pace of the game going. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I want to see them be cleaner on zone exits. Let's uh, go. I saw that a few times, a little bit careless with the puck, a little bit of bad turnovers mm -hmm. that led to some sustained play for the other team. 
Uh, I think the Predators last night, if they could clear the zone a little bit cleaner, you know, we'd be talking about this being like a 5-2 game. You know, some of those yeah. Islanders goals just came on sustained pressure. Uh, you know, against Tampa and against Colorado, uh, the, those guys are going to be unforgiving. When they have Absolutely. a set up and have put some pressure on UC Saros, they're going to take it. So I am looking for the Preds to maybe be a little bit cleaner on zone exits, be a little bit careful with the puck, know who you're giving the puck to, and know where the opposing offensive players still are on the ice so you can take them out of the play with either your positioning, your skating, or a very good first pass out of the zone. So yes. we will see what happens there. Uh, of course, the Predators play Tampa Bay this weekend. On Monday, we will have a plus-minus for you, the good kind, recapping <laughs> the highs other Predators over this past week. And next week is Thanksgiving. You guys wanted it, so we are going to have a special Thanksgiving show for you coming up next week before we peace out for Thanksgiving break. So, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to next week on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter as long as Twitter is still going at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. Yeah, you can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com and Winging It in Motown.com. You can also find me on Twitter or maybe discord soon who knows <laughs> at underscore ns morgan uh and you can also follow the podcast on twitter at lo underscore predators as well whatever platform you're listening to us on whether it's amazon spotify stitcher or anything in between be sure to follow us and be sure to uh, give us a rating if you like what you hear. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you think of the Prez recent performances. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked on a Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Monday with a new episode. Have a good weekend, everybody. Cheers.